Hello. Welcome to the Spirit of Praise podcast. I'm Alfred Jackson, the senior pastor and presiding bishop of Tabernacle of Praise Churches International. I come to you with 45 years of experience in teaching and preaching the Holy Scriptures. Now, each week on this podcast, you will hear informative and challenging messages that will help you develop a more meaningful relationship with the Lord and help you live out your faith more effectively. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now, let's see what it is the Lord has to say to us. The last Sunday morning of May 2020, this is actually Pentecost Sunday, which represents the birthing of the Christian church. And we thank the Lord that we are part of what he's doing in this day and this time that we live in. We welcome all of you uh, to worship this morning. Those of you who are watching uh, via Facebook Live, we thank you as well via live streaming. We thank God for you being a part of this worship service. Those who've gathered outside in the parking lot this morning, we thank God for you. Amen. We certainly give God praise, glory, and honor and bless his holy name for allowing us to be together this morning. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Elder Stowe to come and lead us in prayer as we begin our worship. Hallelujah. Let's go before the Lord. Father God, we bless you and honor you for this is the day that you have made. God, we rejoice and we're glad in it. We thank you for this opportunity to come and to fellowship together in your name, God. Now, Lord, as we go forth on this day, God, on this Pentecost Sunday, God, we give you praise for your son, Jesus. God, for the sacrifice that he made, the life that he gave, God. And we thank you, Lord, that the gift for the gift that we have and our right to be called sons of God. God, we just bless you and honor you for how you're going to move. We thank you for Bishop and the word that's going to come through him on today. God, let the praise that goes up before you be a sweet savor in your nostrils. And Father, we just honor you and magnify and exalt your holy name for you alone are worthy. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Again, we thank God for our gathering this morning. And uh, for all of you, I, I announced this earlier before the praise team comes and lead us further in worship. I just want to let you know that if you need to use the, the restrooms, please feel free to walk around to the side, either side, because this is the only door uh, that's open. And these are the only restrooms that we're using this morning. Please um, um, Please sanitize after you go in and come out. Parents, please go with your children. Let's maintain social distancing. Let's keep safe and let's stay in prayer. Amen. Uh, we'll bring more chairs out if they are necessary. For our scripture reading this morning, let's go to the book of Romans chapter 12. 
Romans chapter 12, and we will begin reading at verse 9. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, Live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thus ends the reading of the scripture for this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you today. Hallelujah. God, we desire to be more like you each and every day. Hallelujah. God, regardless of what's going on, God, we need more of you. Hallelujah, God. We need more of you, God. Despite our anger, despite our frustration of what's going on in the world, God, we thank you that you are still God. God, help them to be a fire ignited inside of us, God, that helps us to yearn for your spirit, God, so that we can navigate this world, God, the way that you would have us, God. Regardless of the sentiments that are going around and the things that we are tempted to do in our own flesh, God, we need to operate in the spirit, God. Hallelujah. So we decree and we plead with you, God, that we need more of your spirit today. Hallelujah. 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 Set a fire. Bless your name, Jesus. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. Give us more. I want more of you, God. Set a fire. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. Give us more. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. We want more.
I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set up fire down in my soul. I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Give God a good praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 God is good and his mercy endures. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all can put your hands together. Because he's worthy. Good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good, say. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good, say. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good, say. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation. People from every nation and tongue. From generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. we worship you for who you are. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you for who you Yeah. 
Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are good, ready, and you are good all the time. And all the time, you are good. You are good all the time. And all the time, you are good. You are good all the time. And all the time, you are good. You are good all the time. And all the time, you are good. You are good all the time. And all the time, you are good. You are good all the time. And all the time, you are good. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Praise God, hallelujah. Lord, you are good you and are your good. mercy endureth forever. You are just God, hallelujah. You are righteous God. Lord, you are good and, and your you mercy endureth forever. You always have been, you always will be, Jesus. Lord, you are good yes. and your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation. People from every nation and tongue. From generation to generation, oh, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you for who you are. Oh, Lord, we worship, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you for who you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Yes, he is. And his mercy endureth to every generation. His mercy endureth forever. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Oh, bless Jesus. So this morning... From that same scripture in Romans chapter 12. Huh. There's a lot going on in our country and in the world around us. And it's very uh, difficult not to address issues that, that face us and concern us in these times. Because God's people should look to the Word of God for wisdom and guidance uh, as we deal with what's going on in society. And rest assured, <clears throat> that is not just in America that these things are happening. They're happening around the world. And so many times when we feel like we're all alone, we're not all alone. Because there is injustice. There is oppression uh, yeah, there is hatred throughout the world. So we look to the Lord for guidance and we look to the Lord for understanding and direction um, as we move forward. Um, and so I, as, I, as I prayed about a message to bring this morning, I sense the Lord leading me uh, to the scripture and to talk about some things. And I'll take my time and, and go through this 
For the last three or four weeks, I've been talking about, been led to talk about injustice in society. And this is, this is a, an issue that, that does not go away. It is an issue uh, that the church has really failed um, miserably to deal with. And it has caused some unfortunate and some sad things to happen in, in people's lives and to continue in, in society. So pray with me as I, as I bring you the message this morning. And the sun is shining right in my eyes. And I'm on a, a screen here that I'm going to maybe have to look close at to see. So bear with me um, as I share with you this morning. I won't read the entire scripture. Uh, that I read just a few moments ago, but beginning at verse 16, where Paul sort of summarizes what he has been teaching um, to the body of Christ. And we know that, that, that Paul desire, Paul's desire was to, to visit the church at Rome, but he had not had an opportunity to visit the church at Rome. So therefore, what he writes in the book of Romans is a, is a good summary of Christian theology. Uh, that we have to take and build upon and hear uh, what the Lord is saying to Christians, to the body of Christ in these times. And remember, even though the message should go out to the world, the Lord speaks to his body who should be speaking to the world because the world may not read the scriptures and may not understand the scriptures, but God expects his people to read the scriptures and understand the scriptures and speak to not only us and definitely to us, but also to the powers that be and to people that are in the world. And we should never use the scriptures to suppress people. Uh, we should always use the scriptures to liberate, to set people free, to bring them into the freedom that God intends for us to walk in. So, in Romans chapter 12, verse 16, Paul said, Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things. Don't be high-minded. All right? Um, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of, of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And today, well, simply admonitions from the scriptures for times like these. Admonitions from the scriptures for times like these. So, Father, thank you for this opportunity to stand. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit. I pray that you'll speak to me as I speak to your people and anoint me to communicate effectively this morning, to communicate your word as you've communicated it to me, 
Help me not to add. Help me not to take away. But only speak what you've given me to speak today. Knowing that, that I can't say everything within this time frame that you said in your word, but you've given us the responsibility to understand rightly and righteously. So have your way now. Anoint me afresh right now. Anoint us to hear those who are listening. Anoint us to hear that yokes will be destroyed in our lives and burdens removed from our lives. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, we want to look to the scriptures. We want to find admonitions from the scriptures, teachings, lessons from the scriptures that speak to us in these times that we're living in, all right? And one of the things that we have to acknowledge is that we live in a world that is dominated by evil. Don't ever forget that. We live in a world that is dominated by evil. Many times we would want to think that the love of God just permeates everybody's life and everybody's hearts, but that is not the case. That is not the case. We live in a world that is dominated by evil of the air. And when you think about this, it's a chilling, it's a chilling reality. And the question is, how do we as Christians live? How do we act? How do we respond in times like these? In times like these? Uh, how do we respond when evil seems to be prevailing and we seem to be experiencing the brunt of evil being leveled at people in society? In the days, in the early days of Christianity, it was the, the brunt of evil was focused on. But today, we see, small, we see smaller groups of people where evil seems to be just, just focusing in on us. And we, it seems, it seems, remember the word seems. Uh, in our history as African Americans in the United States of America, and, and when you look at racism in the world, you can see countries like South Africa where, where racist regimes have, have dominated and have oppressed and treated people severely unfairly. Um, so we can find comparisons in Scripture uh, to what happens in people's lives and groups of people's lives in the world. We can even go back to the book of Exodus and we can, we can look at the Hebrew people um, you know, where Pharaoh, where they were enslaved by Pharaoh, and because they were multiplying and because they were becoming stronger, uh, Pharaoh of the males to kill all of the males. You know, because the fear was that they were going to, they were going to rise up, they were going to be in control, and they would take authority away from the establishment. Now, a lot of people reject liberation theology, but you can't reject what is evident in the scriptures because the scriptures speak to situations and circumstances. And so we have to see these things and we have to see what the scripture says to us. So these questions that are asked, they're very important for us to thoroughly consider and thoroughly seek answers for. We need to really sit down and, and look at the scriptures and we need to look for answers in the scriptures because we're looking for truth 
And it's not my truth that is important. It's not my neighbor's truth that is important. It is truth as God has revealed it in the scriptures. We want God's truth. We want God to speak to us. We want to understand scripture correctly. And as, as, as Paul told Timothy, we should study so that we present ourselves under God as workmen who does not, do not need a shame, correctly dividing the word of truth. We should study. We should diligently seek to correctly understand and divide the word of truth. Amen? So, so um, when we look to the scriptures and we look for answers, there are a lot of times that, 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 that the answers we find are not the ones that we're looking for. And, and that's on both ends of society. You know, if we honestly look at scriptures, many times we don't find the answers that we're looking for. And that's, that's human nature. We want what we want. But we have to move away from us wanting what we want, and we have to move to what God says and what God wants. And we have to seek God's answers. Amen? We have to seek God's answers. And, and uh, yeah, um, you know, and, and we may ask the question, why is it that we don't find the answers that we're looking for, that we want, okay? And it's because all of humanity suffers from the same condition. All of humanity suffers from the condition of being born in sin and shaped in iniquity. That is the condition of fallen mankind, regardless of color of your skin, regardless of tribal or ethnic uh, backgrounds, all have sinned and all have fallen short of, a, of the glory of God. We have a fallen nature, amen, and left unregenerate and unchecked, that na nature will rise up and that nature will control our, our entire thought processes and control our entire being, amen? That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. You have to be born from above, Human birth, natural birth is not enough. You must be born from above. There is a, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Amen. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways and our ways in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so the birth that needs to take place is a birth that comes from above, from God. Amen. It is a spiritual birth. Amen. That is birth as we receive. Savior and our Lord, amen, where, where, where the Spirit of God comes to live in us and, and, and begins to transform us, amen, transform the way we think, amen, because that, that's what needs to happen. We've been born in a society. We've been born in a culture, amen. We've been raised up to think a certain way, but once we become Christians, and it's important for us to hear this, once we become Christians, there should be a... Well, you can't become a Christian unless there's a spiritual birth. Once we want, once we hear the gospel, we yield ourselves to the Lord and allow the Spirit of God to, to, to birth a new person in us. And as we get into the Word of God, that Word of God, by the Spirit of God, begins to, begins to transform the way we think. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen. And as we yield to Jesus Christ to be his disciples, not just a member of the church, but to be his disciples, we reject the old lifestyle, the old thought patterns, 
the old way of thinking, the old way of dealing with people and treating people, and we allow the Spirit of God to transform us, and we begin to think like the Lord. And it's only going to happen when the Spirit of God transforms us. This is the reason that church membership is not enough. It's, it's the very reason that church membership is not enough. Just because your child is born into your family does not mean your child knows Jesus. Because your child is born into your family, your child will think like you think. And you think like your parents think and like their parents think. Amen? And there are generations of thought processes, cultural things that have been established down many times unknowingly from generation to generation. And that goes across ethnic generations. It's in every people group across the face of the earth. Satan, who is the prince of the power of the air, is at work in the world. Because he influences the atmosphere that we live in, he's always working against us to influence us and to call and to control our thought processes so that we think like him. I'm pointing up. I don't mean to point up. I'm glad I pointed down. So that we think, so that we think like him and not like God. And that is, the, we have to recognize that, you know? And we, we think about this, you know, when it comes to, you know, spiritual warfare. But there are things we leave out of spiritual warfare. This is not just about an affliction to your body that causes sickness. This is an affliction to your body that causes you to hate people just because of the color of their skin. That causes you to dislike people, to think suspiciously, suspiciously of people just because of the color of their skin. That causes you to think that people cannot, that, that people are, are less than you just because of the color of their skin. We forget to value people like God values people. God doesn't see skin color. God sees people. God looks at the heart of man. That's what the scripture says. God looks at the heart of man. Amen. Amen. So Satan, Satan knows that he can influence the way we think. Amen. And if he can influence the way we think, he will influence the way we behave. He will influence the way we behave. Yeah. And he's done that in so many lives since the beginning of creation. And he's still doing it today. Now, you know, as I was meditating on this, and I've talked about this before, the problem with us not recognizing this is that many times it causes the church to be silent in times of injustice. Amen. Um, and the problem with the silence of the church in times of injustice is that it makes the world seem like God doesn't care. Think about this. When we are silent, okay, in times of injustice, when we are silent to oppression, when we are silent when people are marginalized, and when people are hurting, when the church is silent, it makes it seems as if God, that God is partial and that 
He does not punish the wicked. The church gives God a bad name. When we are silent about injustice. Because injustice makes people cry out and say, God, where are you? God, why are you not listening to us? God, don't you see what we're going through? Don't you see what we're dealing with? Who, who is the voice that God has placed in the earth realm to speak? His body. His body. He's placed us in the earth realm to take what he's revealed to us in, this, in his word and proclaim it to the masses. And if we believe that the word of God is as powerful as we say it is, and we believe that the word of God really transforms us, for we believe the word and practice and preach and teach the word and we speak out, not just about the fatherless, Excuse me, not just about the motherless, not just about orphans, not just when people are, are hungry, but when people are treated unjustly. When the church speaks out with one voice, listen to me, with one voice, this cannot be one segment of the church speaking. Because we are one body in Christ. And when one segment of the church speaks and the other segment of the church is quiet, it makes it seem like that, 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 that part that's quiet and many times has a major voice in the world, it makes it seem like God is partial. And for the people who are oppressed, it makes it seem like God doesn't care, that God is unjust and that God is irrelevant. Yeah. And so we have a lot of people today who are feeling like God is irrelevant. We have a lot of people today who say that Christianity is a white man's religion. Because it seems like God has shown preference to people that we call white in, in the world. And when people take that and they act out of their preference, and they say nothing. Thank God that there are people that are speaking out today against the murder of George Floyd. And maybe using the word murder is a, is a strong term. Maybe you don't agree, but, but there, is, there is no humanity in you putting your knee on a man's neck that's laying on the ground. It's foolish to say, you can't say, I can't breathe. If you're talking, you can breathe. Come on, common sense says you're trying to get a message out. You use your last, last breath to try to find some humanity in your oppressor. And there's no humanity in your oppressor, and then you die. Then there are those people that will find other reasons, and I don't want to go way off base with my scripture, with the message, but will find other reasons to justify or to say that, that he died from other causes. Well, if I have heart problems and you put me on the ground and you put a knee to my neck, it's going to cause other issues. It's inhumane. And when the church is silent, 
It makes people feel like God doesn't care. But I thank God for people that are speaking out. And it seems like, listen, saints, it seems like the people of the world, in the world, that are speaking out today, not, there are not a lot of, 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 of people of a different color that are standing, preachers, theologians, that are standing up and saying, this is wrong. There are mayors, there are police, police uh, commissioners. I pray that they're Christians. But for those of us who carry the name Christ, those of us people know that we're Christians, and we're not standing up and using our platforms to say, this is wrong. It gives God a bad name. And it seems like the world is moving ahead of the church. And the world should never move ahead of the church in dealing with injustice in society. The church should always be the conscience of the nation. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. yeah. So our speaking out is, is important. It's important, not just for people who are oppressed, but for the God that we serve. Jesus said, you shall be witnesses unto me in all of the, all of the world. You, believers, I can't just witness the people and tell them, God loves you. He wants you to come to him and be saved. But I have nothing to say when people are being oppressed. People are being downtrodden. When people are, when people for generations, for generations have been treated unfairly in America. And you tell people, pull yourselves up by your own bootstraps. Give me some bootstraps to pull myself up by. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say again, the biggest travesty in the church remaining silent is that we, who are God's mouthpieces in this society, amen, we, who are God's mouthpieces in the world, we, who are witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ in this world, makes it seem like God does not care. How do we, as African-American pastors and, and church leaders, how do we reach our people with the gospel when it seems like the God that we preach doesn't care? How? So, really and truly, the church, and I'll say in the Western world, has damaged our witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for some reason, we are refusing to acknowledge and repent of our sins. We're remaining silent. What causes a person to refuse to repent of their wrong? Pride. Pride. When I consider myself right in my own eyes, when I refuse to allow the scripture to come to bear on my practices and the practices of my people. I won't repent. But God has a message for us in the midst of all of this. One of the things as I was reflecting on this is that the Lord says to us that we need to speak the truth in love. You know, maybe if some people would listen to some of the things that 
that I've said over the last couple of weeks, you'll think that I'm being very uh, biased in my opinion, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to just focus in on biblical justice and the experience of, of African-Americans and other people of color in the United States of America and other parts of the world, because this problem is not just in the United States. You know, the church has to speak against injustice wherever we find it, wherever we find it. So we can see other, other, other instances of this. So the Lord said, one of the things learn to speak the truth in love because it's truth that makes us free. It's truth that makes us free. So when we find truth, we speak it in love. And what I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking it in love, not in hatred. I don't, I don't hate anybody. I, I really don't. I don't hate, I hate anybody. Amen. I want to love like God wants me to love. You know, there's some people that, that I may shy away from because of what they do, but, but it doesn't mean I don't love them. And I won't shy away from a person easily, uh, but, but wickedness you have to shy away from. And people who, who, who won't hear truth, there are times you have to back away, you know? Yeah. Um, so we need to hear truth. We need to hear tr truth. Amen? We need to hear God's truth. God's truth. We need to hear that the word of God is brought to bear on a person's mind and spirit. Remember, I think I said this a few moments ago, it is the heart that is desperately wicked. Okay? It is the heart that we cannot change. But God knows the heart of man, and God changes the heart. As, as David said, God created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. God can change. God can give a person a new heart. God is looking for us to look to him so that he can create in us. We reflect him in society. Why, why am I led to say that the church can make a difference in this world? This is what Jesus said. You are the salt of the earth. Not just us, but he's speaking to his body. You are the light of the world. Christ's followers are salt and light in this world. We have power in this world. We do. We make a difference. True followers of Jesus Christ make a difference in this world. We have power. We have untapped power that can be used to turn the world upside down. All right? And we have the word of God, which is the voice of God to the world. When we speak the word of God into situations and circumstances, things change because of God. All right? The word of God speaks to injustice. The word of God speaks to oppression. When we speak the word of God, we debunk those lying spirits who say that God does not care. Now, I'm not saying that these are lying people. I'm saying it is a lying spirit that says God does not care. It is a lying spirit that has been given that has been given power and has been undergirded because the church who speaks the truth does not preach that God cares and that God hates injustice. We cannot say only that God loves the orphans. We cannot only deal with the fact that people don't have clothes and food. We have to deal with the economic 
inequities in society. We cannot be rich, as Paul says, and refuse to associate with the poor. You get the wrong perspective to whom much is given. Much is required. Much is required. And, and you know what? And this goes to all of us. We have to be careful that we don't separate ourselves from people just because of the color of their skin. And I, I'll give this example, and I had this conversation the other day uh, with someone, but I, and there's something that I've noticed down through the years. You know, I've noticed how, um, in particular, there's one particular country that, that we minister in. When I go to that country, my first time going to that country, we begin to talk about the major church in that nation. Not, it wasn't a Catholic church either. It's a major Christian denomination that was founded in the United States of America who in their foundings, in their beginnings, refused to allow black people to be a part of the church. But mind you, in the Azusa Street Revival, their leader was filled with the Holy Ghost in the Azusa Street Revival with Bishop C.H. Mason. And when the church started, because Bishop Mason's organization was incorporated, they had to work together because uh, the Church of God in Christ had the, 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 the legal papers and rights to travel and do other things in the United States. But, but segregation in society caused them to separate. So when they would not allow African-Americans in the United States to be a part of their churches, they could go to Africa and do mission work. But what they did was they taught that their church was the only right church in that country. And even today, they feel that and they, the thoughts in their minds is that their church is the only true church. So therefore, when other churches go in and establish ministries, we're considered that we're not a legitimate church. But these same people wouldn't allow people of color to be a part of their, their ministries. You said things have changed. Well, you know, you can legislate certain things and things have changed, but you can't legislate the heart. And that's the problem in America. The heart has to change so that you just don't let me through your door, but you see me as a valuable human being. You don't just go to Africa and apologize for your sin. You stand up in America and apologize for your sin and the sins of your people. You own the injustices and the racist attitudes and actions that have been leveled at people in these United States of America. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Elder Brown has said this a lot on our minister's call. And it's true, it's scripture. God is, the whole creation is waiting on the manifestations of the sons of God. Sometimes we look back and, 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 and this is what people in the world don't understand. This is what we have to understand. It is hard to get them to understand it, but if we understand it and we continue to, to teach it and preach it and live it out, prayerfully God will open their eyes. 
when we manifest, when we come forth, when we are who God calls us to be, and we're speaking the word of God in every situation, in every circumstance, we're not biased in the way we preach or teach. We don't preach certain things and leave certain things out. We don't treat one group of people a certain way and another group of people another way. But we manifest in the, in the world. We began to change things in the world. The creation is waiting on us. Waiting on the church. I'm not talking about African-American Christians or, or Native American Indian Christians. I'm talking about all of us. The world is waiting on us to manifest. If we're going to see change, real change, we're going to have to get rid of the systemic racism in society. It's only going to happen through the church as we are born again by the Spirit of Almighty God and we begin to manifest in the world. In the world. Yeah. So when God's true sons and daughters, when God's genuine sons and daughters manifest, when we're born of his spirit, when we're transformed by the renewing of our minds, manifesting God's heart to what our brothers and our sisters, and, and, and when I say brothers and sisters, again, I'm not dealing with color of skin, amen, but every born again believer, we got to see this, you know, um, a lot of times we, when we talk, we talk as if everybody's in one group. Everybody's not in one group. Everybody can't be lumped together. So we have to see that there are those who don't understand this. There are those who do understand it. We have to manifest. We can't say, well, the violence is okay because people are angry. We can't say that because God is a God of justice. Thank God all of us are not out rioting. You know? Because the world, the society has to go on. You know? And, and literally speaking, the powers that be could do like they did to Japan. Well, I guess you can't really do it in the United States because you kill a whole lot of people. But you understand what I'm saying? Just drop an atomic bomb and just kill all of these people, which is what some people would like to happen in America, but it can't be that way can't be that way. So our response has to be, we speak the truth in love. I don't know how long I'm preaching because I don't have a clock. Where am I with time? It's 11.30? Okay, all right. I'm going to wrap this up. I'll finish this next week. Okay? I will finish this next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. So when I say that we, we can't, all of us, we just, we, we say, well, we understand the violence because people are angry. How does the scripture speak to that? Well, Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, I think it is, uh, says, be angry and do not sin. That's why I said earlier, there are times when we look for answers in the scriptures and we don't find the answers that we want. You know, this can tie into what people say that, that Christians are taught to be docile, we're, we're taught to be real quiet and meek. Well, well meekness is not, uh, humility is not just sitting back and let people, letting people walk over you. And if you're really humble, there's a strength that comes in your humbleness. 
Amen. To stand up and speak what God says in situations and what God says in circumstances and to stand up against injustice and unrighteousness. This scripture, and it's in the, in, it's in the middle of um, a passage of teaching uh, that, 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 that Paul talks about. It says, be angry and sin not. So the Bible doesn't say don't be angry. We have a right to be angry at what we've seen and what we've experienced in this nation. And again, I will say, and I don't want to preach my opinion, but unless you walked in my shoes, you don't really understand my perspective. If you want to understand my perspective, sit down and talk to me. Sit down and talk to me. You know, I, I was talking with someone just the other day, and w- one of our members who's, who's from Liberia, he said, Bishop, he said, I was really shocked to see what was happening because I really thought that in America, everybody loved everybody. And then his wife began to share some things, and I said to him, I said, Lawrence, unless you've lived in America, you don't really understand the situation. You can migrate to America. You can come here from Africa, come from, but if you are African-American, unless you've lived in this country, and, and many times our young people don't understand because they haven't experienced from what those, the things that those of us who are older and our parents have experienced. So unless you walked in my shoes, don't say it's wrong to be angry. There's a lot of pent-up frustration and a lot of pent-up anger that people have because it seems like for people that the justice system is not listening. And it seems like God doesn't care. I got to come back to the church has been silent. And so when we don't bring God's perspective to bear in these situations and help people see the heart of God and that God is a God of justice, that God loves all people, that he is not partial, and that God, is, God has set times and places that he will deal with justice and he will deal with the injustices and the inequities in society. That anger begins to boil over. And of course, you know, there are those that take advantage of situations. There's a lot of stuff that's happening today that has nothing to do with the death of George Floyd. It's not just black people either. Yeah. But God wants us to hear his perspective. I, I can't finish all of this today. God wants us to hear his perspective. God, God wants us to know that he's speaking. God, God wants the world to know that even though there's not been a lot of people in the church, a lot of church leaders that are standing up and saying that injustice is wrong. We need to fight for God's justice in the world. And we need to speak with one voice. And we need to stop trying to filter out things and find out why certain people are wrong and certain people are right in society, privileged in African society, privileged in societies around the world. And stand up for God's justice. Do you know that God doesn't have a caste system? I think I said this last week. God doesn't have a caste system. He does not. So in a society that has a caste system, the church should speak against it. And the church should fail to maintain that caste system in its development and growth. We should never do that. We should never segregate people. Never. 
Never. Never. So my brothers and sisters, God is speaking today. We need to hear his voice. We need to, we need to really get in the scriptures, search the scriptures, and hear what God is saying to us. How do we respond as African Americans to what's leveled at us? We can't be quiet. Nope. Because God isn't quiet. God is not quiet. We have to speak what God is speaking. We have to speak it whenever we have an opportunity to speak it. Every one of us. We're going to meet people on our jobs. Well, maybe not so much on your job right now. But when you go back to work, on your Facebook pages, you know, when you meet people that, that, that are just being insensitive, speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. It's the truth that makes us free. Always remember who you are. All right? You are a born-again child of God. There's a standard that God expects of you. So don't lower your standard. The world won't understand. Some of your friends, some of your family won't understand. We will be, in, we will be accused sometimes of being Uncle Tom's. You know, because we don't join in with the crowd, all right? But we can't always join in with the crowd unless that crowd is following God. We have to find out God's into situations and circumstances, not just to calm us down, but to challenge the norms of society, to challenge the thinkings and the, and the, and the systemic racism that's in the society. We have to do it. We have to do it. Sometimes people have died because they stood up for the truth. I always remember the words in Revelation, I think it's chapter 12, verse 10. And we often talk about the fact that uh, we overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The Bible says, but they, and they love not their lives even unto death. They gave their lives for the cause of Christ. What I'm saying is that justice is the cause of Christ. The church can't be silent. We can't just preach holiness. We can't just preach loving everybody. We got to preach demonstrating the love to everybody and making sure that we don't show preference. We got to do it. We got to do it. We can't just preach, go on the mission field and, 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 and feed the hungry and clothe the naked. No. The mission field is right here in America too. People are tired. As African Americans, the church can't be silent. As Caucasian Americans, Spanish Americans, Japanese Americans, Italian Americans, the church cannot be silent. We, have to, we gotta come together and we have to speak with one voice what God says without partiality. And if wrong, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Amen. Let me own my wrong and change. If you're wrong, own your wrong and allow the Spirit of God to change you. God's reputation is at stake here. The church has to see this. The church has to see that God's reputation is at stake. 
And before God's reputation is continually defiled in this world, God will have to move. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe God is going to move and wipe us out. Maybe, maybe Jesus is on his way back. Maybe Jesus is ready to end this. Are we ready to go with him? He will come today or tomorrow. Are we ready to go with him? Amen. I pray that the message has been insightful and helpful to you. I know I've probably talked to, and I'm going to keep talking about this. I learned how to ride a bicycle by keep on riding, fall off, get back on, keep on trying until I got it right. There are other people that are speaking. I'm not the only person, and I'm not doing this for any glory of my own. I'm 65 years old. I'm ready to go home and sit down and be quiet. (laughs) But I can't go home and sit down and be quiet when I see what's happening in the world around. I can't. I can't. I encourage us, the body of Christ, to speak out. Speak up, speak out. To speak the word of God as it deals with injustice and oppression and affliction and unrighteousness. Don't pick and choose. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you, Lord for what your word will accomplish in our lives as you empower us and equip us to deal with this world that we live in as your children, as lights in the midst of darkness, as, 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 as your witnesses in this world that we live in. Help us, God. Forgive us for defaming your name. Forgive us for not standing up, speaking up, and speaking out against all unrighteousness all injustice like we should have. Forgive us for times that we just let things slide by. Forgive us for things that we've held in our hearts and we've not repented of when unrighteous and injustice or unjust thoughts came up, or hateful thoughts came up in us. Forgive us. Help us today that we will be lights in the midst of darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for tuning in. If, you've been listen, if you're listening to this broadcast, if you are not a born-again Christian, we want to give you that opportunity today uh, to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. It's important for you to know that God cares for you. It's important for you to know that God is concerned about what you're going through in your life. It's important for you to know that God has something to say about your situation and about your circumstances. Many times we don't hear God because our hearts are far away from him. You know, we'll get consumed by anger. If we allow, if we focus in on, we'll get consumed by that. And we will fail to hear what God has to say. But give the Lord a chance in your life. Give the Lord the opportunity to come into your heart to come in and live in you, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, to reveal his truth to you, to show you his love, and to show you his perspective in life. Give yourself to Jesus. This world 
is coming to an end. Time is short. Life is short. Don't let this time pass by you without receiving Jesus as Savior and Lord. Don't live in this world in turmoil and die and go into turmoil. Don't have the philosophy, I'm going to die anyway. I'm not fear death. There's nothing after death. That's not the case. Bible says, hell hath enlarged herself beyond measure. Open the swath wide to receive all those that are going there. There is that lake that burns with fire and brimstone. Maybe you don't care about that now, but you should begin to think about what God has said in his word. So if you'd like to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, I want you to bow your heads and pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. You proved your love for me, for dying for me. You, sh you did not show partiality. You love me just as I am. Thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. By your divine power, transform me to be like you. Jesus, I receive you today as my Savior and my Lord for receiving me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, write to us and let us know so we can follow up with you and we can lead you further uh, and be help you begin your walk with the Lord. If you are already a Christian, but you've backslidden, you've kind of like, you know, you've been out of the will of God and you would like to rededicate your life to the Lord, ask the Lord today this very similar prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me because I've backslidden. I've turned away from you. I've followed my own mind. I've followed my own way. Lord Jesus, I repent. Please forgive me. Please restore me to my right relationship with you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God hears and God answers our prayers. If we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, write of the commitment that you've made to Christ. Even if you don't need follow-up, let us know. If you need follow-up, give us your information. We will follow up with you. Continue to pray for us as we continue to move forward. As we pray for you, continue to pray for this nation. Continue to pray for this world. Pray for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will rise up, that we will be truly his lights in the midst of the darkness that's in this world, that we will stand up for justice in this society and societies around the world. Thank you. I want to align your tithes and your offerings. They're important. The ministry goes on. The ministry still has responsibility. So don't feel that just because you're not coming that you don't have to give. You're still being ministered to. God still requires this of you. So please give online. Um, as much If you have to send your tithes in, do that. Uh, but please give. It helps us. It helps our finance committee not to have to count money. Germs are on money. 
is spread through thousands of hands. So please continue to give online. If you feel like you want to sow into this ministry, please feel free to do so. Don't forget the Be a Good Foreign Neighbor campaign. It's still going on. God has blessed us to be able to help a lot of people. So continue to give to that as well. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, same time, same place. We'll be right here. Thank you for being here. Let's receive the benediction. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we've come today. Thank you for allowing us together. Thank you for keeping us safe, Lord. We pray for the body of Christ all over the world. Now as we, and, and we pray that your will will be done, that we will hear your voice, speak your voice. As we depart from this place, thank you that we will not depart from your presence. It's in the mighty and the miraculous name of Jesus that we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. God bless you all. Remember, continue to practice social distancing. Keep yourself safe. Amen. All right. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that you've been inspired and helped by what the Lord gave us to share with you. These are critical times that we're living in. There are a lot of voices speaking to us and vying for our attention. But I want you to know that God wants your attention as well. God wants to be able to help you to bless your life and help you live a full and meaningful life. So give God your attention today. Now, if you've been blessed by this message, let us know. Visit our website at topraise.org. You'll find a place there to send a message to us. We would love to hear from you. Also, as the Lord leads and you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do that as well at topraise.org forward slash give. Help us as we spread the gospel to various parts of the world through our podcast and also through the work we do on the ground in Dominican Republic, Liberia, Burkina Faso, Guinea, Ghana, Kenya, Malawi, and South Africa. A seed into this ministry will bless people beyond our borders. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing whatever the Lord lays on your heart to share. God bless you.